everyone. I'm Gabrielle Santiago, and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I'll be talking about finding 24-7 rest in Jesus. So I had a very profound dream recently that really reminded me of the ability to be able to have 24-7 rest in Jesus. You know, many times we live so accustomed to worry, so accustomed to rushing, so accustomed to just feeling anxious or angry, annoyance, complaining. You know, recently I, I read a devotional from Spurgeon and I love how he says that you don't have to teach someone to complain. Like that's just by nature we complain. And that's something too that my husband and I have been trying to be more intentional with is not complaining. But anyways, I had this dream that I want to share because that's really what the Lord um, kind of used to just show me and remind me the importance of finding rest in Him. And so um, in the dream, I was basically riding a bicycle and going home and I remember it took around like 30 minutes to get home and it was so tiring and I was afraid of getting hurt like there was just so much weight upon this and as I was waking up the Lord was showing me just giving me revelation that you know I can try to do the things that he's called me to do in my own strength but when I do it in my own strength it's gonna feel like I'm riding that bicycle right riding it going home it's a long journey or I could simply just rest in him and maybe it feels like an airplane, I'm just kidding, maybe a car, right? Like a car ride, which is so much more smooth and there's less burden and, and weariness for me. And so the Lord was really using this dream to remind me that as I come to Jesus, it's gonna be just so much easier, you know, the, the journey. Not that we're not gonna go through hardships and there's not gonna be times where we're physically tired, but when we do it with the Lord, right? And we, we are relying on Him, it's, there's this grace that there's just such ease to it. And the verse I want to share is in Matthew 11, 28 to 29, because after I woke up from my dream, I literally heard the Lord say, come to me all who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. So that's where I kind of want to take us in now, because as I was reading into Matthew 11, the Lord was just giving me this revelation that I want to share. I'm on Matthew 11, 28 to 29, it said, Jesus says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, Right, come to me those who are working hard and those that feel burdened. Like in my dream, I was exhausted. Come to me all who, are la who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And so what I wanna highlight in this passage here is where Jesus says, take my yoke upon me. So first he says, come to me all who are weary, and heavy laden and I will give you rest. And many times we think about rest in Jesus as in I'm working hard, I'm gonna go home and finally go to the secret place and finally find rest, right? To be able to rejuvenate from this whole weary day. Or maybe we see rest as in like, I'm gonna spend time with Jesus so that the rest of the day, you know, I don't feel as weary. Well, what the Lord is really saying here is, he's not just saying come to me, you know, in one moment and I will give you rest because the next sentence after that, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. 
And so the invitation that God gives us to rest isn't just this moment that we take with Jesus that we then find rest, but it's as we take His yoke upon us that we then find His rest. And what is that yoke that is talking about? A yoke, you know, in the Bible times, they would put a yoke on oxen so that the oxen would be connected together and they would be able to share the burden of plowing the ground. So they wouldn't have to carry, you know, one wouldn't have to carry the weight, but there would be two carrying together. So they would be yoked together. And so what Jesus is saying is, come, right? Take my yoke upon you and then you will find rest. And so what Jesus is inviting us in is to a life that is completely surrendered to him 24-7. Right, when he invites us to take his yoke upon us, it's not just in the morning times. It's not just in the nights, you know, 30 minutes before we sleep. Taking his yoke upon us means we're yoked with him and we're doing life together with Jesus. And it's when we are yoked with Jesus and it's when we do life with him that we can then find 24-7 rest. And so when Jesus says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's not just this momentary rest, which of course we can take, but Jesus is inviting us to take upon his yoke and to do life with him, to practice laying down our will, our lives, and to tune into where he's leaning, right? Many times I feel like the reason why we get so stressed and tired is because we get into our heads or we try to finish something that maybe God's like, just trust me and do it tomorrow. There's been many times where like, I have my to-do list and I feel like I need to get this done, but the Lord knows better. There's been times when I try to do it and then I find myself getting behind in my tasks, not serving my family well, feeling tired, annoyance, grumbling starts arising. But then when I just follow the Holy Spirit's yield, you know, leading and I yield to the Holy Spirit, always, always, always I find peace, rest. And the thing that I was worrying about didn't happen. Everything was able to get done as it was. And so that's what it means being yoked with Jesus is tuning in to what he's doing right? And every moment, even like, you know, we can make plans. Like there's a verse that says we can make plans, but it's the Lord who established our steps. And so let him establish it. Yes, we can make plans, but let's follow the Holy Spirit's leading. And you might ask, well, how do I know what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do? That's why it takes us practicing, hearing the voice of God, following and obeying him. We may get it wrong, but as we continue stepping out in faith, we will find him real. We will be able to know his voice. Right, in the scriptures, Jesus says to John, my sheep hear my voice and they know it's me who's speaking. And Matthew eleven thirty, the verse right after what I just read, Jesus says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if we want to have a light burden on our shoulders, what we need to do is to do life with Jesus, to be yoked with him and let him lead because he promises that when we're yoked with him, his burden is light. He's going to take on the burden. Right? It's not going to be all on us. A couple years ago, I was just in a place where I was very stressed. And I remember I just felt like I had to do everything. And I remember telling the Lord, like, I have to hold all things together. And the Lord was like, you're not the one that holds all things together. You know, he reminded me that it's him. And when I try to do that, when I try to take the place of God, I don't find rest. I don't find peace. Because I know that ultimately I can't control my circumstances. I can't protect my marriage. I can't protect my kids or kid, sorry, in this case, you know, and it's something that we just have to remind ourselves that let's just take upon our yoke with Jesus and know that his burden is light. He's trustworthy. He's God almighty. The fact that the God of the universe, the God who made the earth, that spoke, right, the heavens and earth to pass, that, that breathe into our own bodies, he's inviting us to do life with him. 
that's such a privilege and honor. So let's stop trying to be God. Let's stop trying to know it all. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. So this is a promise that we have. If we want to have perfect peace, we need to keep our minds stayed on Jesus. And the problem is, it's not that we don't want to keep our minds fixed on Jesus. It's not that. I believe that the issue is because we don't trust Jesus enough to just focus on our thought, on Him, and not our circumstances. Right? Because when you look into the verse again, it says, You will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. Many times we live in so much worry, so we think that we have to think through our circumstances and we're constantly thinking about our problems. But if we would just trust God that he, He's got it and He knows what's going on and He knows what's to come and He knows the solution, I believe we will keep our mind just fixed on His glory, on His goodness, giving thanks to Him and not worrying about our circumstances. Because we trust in Him, we can then keep our thoughts fixed on Jesus and then it is then that we will have perfect peace. And so keeping our minds stayed on Jesus is easier said than done. You know, that's something that I really want to discipline myself, especially this year, is to abide in Jesus, to keep my thoughts thinking about Him. Right, when we're so consumed with the Lord, there's no room for anger, lust, annoyance. Like we're literally beholding Him. We're keeping our minds stayed on Him. And He promises that when our mind is stayed on Him, there is perfect peace that will come. And for me, I know that a lot of times I worry about my marriage, I worry about my family, and I think about them, and I think about these fears, but I have to remind myself, I can trust God. And as I just trust God and I think about Him, peace comes. And that's literally what Isaiah 26 is saying. I love what Ecclesiastes 5, 19 to 20 says. It says, moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. And that's what I want to challenge you guys. That last verse, right? Verse 20. They seldom reflect on their days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. So my challenge for you all today is to ask yourself, how can I fix my thoughts just on Jesus? What is pulling me away from just focusing on the goodness of God? What are worries that I have been tolerating? What are bad thoughts that I've been thinking about? You know, especially when it comes to like lust, you know, God's given me such a passion with helping people be free from this. Jesus is the answer. When you look at him and you behold him and you remember what he's done and what he set you free from, there's no room for that to come. It's like what the Bible says, flee from temptation. And we flee from temptation by running to Jesus. And so I wanna encourage you all to start thinking about what is pulling my attention away from Jesus? What is keeping me from not keeping my mind stayed on him? I love, you know, Matthew 6. I would encourage you all just to read the whole chapter of Matthew 6. But in Matthew 6, Jesus says, what will worrying add to you? Will it add an hour to your day, right? He says, do not worry about tomorrow. Matthew 6, 34, do not worry about tomorrow. And I just wanna encourage you all, and obviously in that chapter it's saying, do not worry because God knows what you need. Right? Seek for His kingdom and His righteousness and everything else will be given to you. But I really want to challenge you all, you know, like, don't worry. Anytime you worry, I want you to renew your mind with God's truth and pivot it back to the Lord and say, God, you have this. Right? We need to stop living in worry because as Christians, when we don't live in worry, how much more is that even a witness to those who don't have Jesus as their Savior, who don't have Jesus as their Lord? 
And this is our portion as believers, right? Like going back to Ecclesiastes, God says it is the gift of God. It is the gift of God that we get to enjoy our life, that we get to enjoy our work, that we no longer have to work the garden, right? Work, but we get to tend the garden like what Adam originally did. We get to tend it now. There's no more curse upon us. Jesus has taken upon every curse on the cross. He's taken it upon us. And now he's saying, you can be yoked with me, right? And John, I think it's John 14, Jesus says, it is better that I leave so that you have the Holy Spirit, you have the advocate. So we have his spirit now living in us and we can choose to walk by the spirit and not the flesh, right? And in Galatians, it says, when we walk by the spirit, we do not gratify the desires of the flesh. So let us walk in step with the Lord. Let us walk yoked with him so that we can experience that 24 seven peace that is so available to us, no matter what we go through, even for those that are going through persecution or struggles, again, keeping your eyes and thoughts fixed on Jesus, remembering that he's there with you through the storm, that he's good, that he will turn things around, that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You know, this is the promise that we have. I love Hebrews 12, one to two. It says, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So I love this, like it reminds us to fix our eyes on Jesus, why? Because he is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Our faith started from Jesus and it is gonna end with him and it's gonna be sustained with him. And so that's why we need to keep our eyes on Jesus in the midst of hardship, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of struggles. Maybe you're in a time right now where God is stripping things away from you. You need to look to Jesus. Only he will sustain you. Only he will strengthen you. We need to look to him and ask him, right? Jesus promises that when we seek him with all our heart, he will be found. We don't have to be like, I don't know if I spend time with God, if he'll speak, like come to him in faith. Hebrews tells us that he rewards those who come in with faith. I encourage you every time you're about to spend time with Jesus, be excited because he's going to come and speak. He's going to touch you. He's gonna strengthen you. This is a promise that we have. We need to step into it with faith. Faith is believing without seeing. So we have to be willing to believe. It's a choice that we make. God deposits this, this faith in us and now we take it upon us and say, Jesus, you gave me this faith. You gave me access to be with you. And now I'm gonna activate it by just choosing to believe and walking it out, right? Obeying and stepping out into what God is calling us. So fix her, your eyes on him. And there's just a couple more, um, or actually another verse I just wanna um, share and then I'm gonna end here. But in Galatians 5.1, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Jesus has set us free. We don't have to live in fear and condemnation. Doesn't mean that he won't convict us, but we don't have to be living in fear anymore of these things. Like Jesus died and resurrected so that we could be walking this resurrection life here on earth as in in freedom from sin and eventually resurrection from our, our bodies, our flesh. Right? We're gonna have glorified bodies so let us continue to press forward to this. Let us seek Jesus and let's press in. So having 24 seven peace, I want that to be your challenge, a challenge for you all. This is what the Lord commands us. And many times we settle for less than God's best. We settle for things that God didn't call us to. He didn't call us to live a fearful and worrisome life. 
He's given you a spirit of control, like a, a, a mind of a spirit of control, right? What says he just has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So understand that you can command your mind to be fixed on Jesus, right? There's things that we get to have, and that's through faith. Right? In scriptures, we see in the New Testament that many got healed because of their faith. Jesus says to the woman that was bleeding, your faith has healed you. And so your faith is what's going to give you access to God's peace. And that's what I want to encourage you. It's not bad to get counseling and doing all these other things, but we need to seek Jesus because if you're trying to do counseling, if you're trying to take medication without Jesus, it's just a cycle of just getting this temporary fix. But Jesus is the true solution to your healing. And that's what my prayer is for today, is that this message would provoke you to seek Him. This message would provoke you to not settle for less than 24-7 peace. So I want to pray for you all. God, I thank you so much for every single person listening. I just feel this so much that for those who are listening, that this is what you, this is what the Lord is wanting you to walk into. That this wasn't a coincidence that you're listening to this. But this is timely and this is for you. So God, I just pray right now, Lord, that you would soften every heart to receive the word, to receive your word, God, that was spoken today, your holy scriptures, Lord, the Bible, God. May this word rest in their hearts and may, may it bear fruit in their lives, God. May they have hearts, Lord, that would be able to bear 30, 60, 90-fold, God, of what is spoken here, that they would be able themselves to taste and see your goodness, and that others around them may be able to taste and see of your goodness through their lives, through witnessing their lives. I feel like some of you guys here are our parents, our leaders. Those under you will be affected by how you steward Christ in your heart. So I pray right now, God, for those who are moms, who are dads, Jesus, that you would give them the grace to cling to you, God, to have eyes that just gaze on you, that just behold you, Lord, that we wouldn't give in to anxiety, to anger, to annoyance, so that your presence would rest mightily and that the next generation, those that we lead, our peers, our kids, God, that they would know that you're so real, that they would seek you, that they would hunger, that their souls would thirst for you as a deer pants for the waters, God. I just pray right now, Lord, that all of us today, God, would just continue to live every day hungry for you, thirsty for you, God. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you have been blessed by this message. And if you have, please share how this podcast has been blessing you. If you're listening on Apple, please write a review. This helps us to reach more people. If you just go on the Apple app and scroll all the way down in our episodes list, you'll find the section where you can start and write a review. And lastly, please also prayfully consider giving to our ministry. Trust me, guys, any amount matters right? A dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. It all goes towards building resources to help others find God real in everyday life. And so you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. So God bless you all and I'll talk to you guys next time. Hi, my name is Taylor. My name is Clara. Hi, I'm Kathy. My name is Iridia. Revelations has so a seed in my life by just being a community. By first bringing a community that's kind of just all over the world, getting to be surrounded by such a community with like people who have like such a fire for the Lord. The Lord really put me into a place of faith and showing me what it really means to serve Him. I have been so blessed to get so close to a couple of the girls that are in the community. I grew up in the church, but I wasn't really 
living my life the way I am now for the Lord. I'm just so thankful that we're all able to pray together, worship together, read the word together, study together. Living Revelation has also helped me to zone in to the calling that God has over my life. I'm very much planted and I'm, I feel God really just um, bringing me to different uh, levels in my life. I hope that you can all also feel like the same kind of um, blessing and help through a living revelation or even through Gabby. So thank you so much. We have seen the greatest transformation in the girls we disciple through our online Bible studies. Our online Bible study is a place where we dive deep into the Word, learn how to grow our relationship with God, and build community. We have had over 140 girls from over nine countries be a part of our online Bible studies. Our podcasts have had over 16,000 downloads. Our social media posts are reaching 120,000 people weekly. Our blogs, too, have reached around 17,000 people, hitting almost every continent in the world. We are looking to raise $30,000 this coming year to produce study guides to help others study the Bible, to build a team to produce more media, and to expand our online Bible studies and conferences. Our goal is to transform lives to love Jesus. You can give and partner with us today at livingrevelations.com donations. for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.